0: I think um, how creative I am. Uh, I I grade myself number seven. Wow, that's great!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the E.L.T. Upgraders Podcast with myself, JC, and Dr. Dell Del. will also be in the house uh, today. So, in this episode, we'll be visiting a new country. So, the land of fur, beef noodle soup, great coffee, and an incredible amount of motorbikes. Maybe you can guess which country. Yes, indeed, we will be visiting um, the amazing country of uh, Vietnam. So, we're going to be hearing from uh, Dr. Dell. He'll be interviewing two uh, very special guest teachers about creativity. We're going to be asking them to define creativity for them, some examples of creativity from the classroom, and those challenges that teachers have with creativity. But without further ado, it's quiz time. So first things first, mm-hmm. uh, quiz time about, about Vietnam, 10 questions for you, uh, yeah, general knowledge, some link to education uh, as well. Sitting sitting comfortably?
2: Uh, not really, I don't know that much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's kick off, population to the nearest million, what do you reckon, population of, uh, of Vietnam?
2: I'm going to go 40 million.
1: So less than the UK you think? Yeah. All right, okay. Um, the answer is actually approximately 96 million. Wow, can that you, many? Can you believe that? Gee,
2: yeah, No, I can't. No, yeah, no, no. It's
1: amazing, isn't it? All right. Um, so that wow. population is spread across how many provinces? So obviously in UK we have uh, counties, yeah. right? So how many provinces would you say?
2: Well, about the 77 in Thailand. I'm thinking it's probably a similar kind of size. So I'm going to go... Do I, do I get within like the nearest five or something like no, that? Go on then. I got 80. You got 80? Yeah. yeah. A
1: few less, 50, 58. Oh, okay. 58 mm, provinces. Mm. I think they have also four or five municipalities. Oh, so, within the big cities. Yeah, so Ho Chi Minh, yeah. Hanoi would be sort right, of. Right. Municipalities, I think, yeah. Okay. All right. So, Zero 58 two. provinces. Um, there's still lots of ethnic minority groups in, in Vietnam. Could you, have, could you have a guess about how many? ethnic minority groups there might be Ooh. No,
2: idea. no idea 12 i don't <laughs> yeah
1: Fifty-four. Fifty-four, Still okay, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh so God. mostly in sort of the northern areas, some central highlands right. and south. Uh, they have hill well. tribes,
2: like in yeah. Thailand, yeah? Yeah,
1: exactly. V- probably very similar, probably right. related tribes, actually. Okay. Uh, which come across the borders of South China as well,
2: Cambodia. They have some Khmer uh, ethnic groups. Do they have well. any... They have uh, Muslim populations by the sea or anything? Is, that, is it? Do I don't they, think so. They that? do. It's very, right. very small, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, more education-related... Uh, Vietnamese is yeah. the main, main language. How many tones does the Vietnamese language, you've been trying to get to grips with that language. What do you reckon? I'm going to say five. In Thailand, how many?
2: Five in Thailand oh, as name. well. So
1: six. <laughs> you're going six, are you? In Vietnam, there are six tones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It? Okay. All oh. right. Um, so in terms of the language as well, it's a bit different from other Southeast Asian languages, mm. but they have the Roman, Romanized yeah. script. So I'm going to give you a, th- a choice of three people who actually perfected that kind of v- Vietnamese writing system in that sort of Roman mm. script. So there are three Alexanders to choose from. So we've got Alexander Bell, Alexander Rose, Alexander Popoff.
2: I'm going to say Rose. Alexander Rose
1: is correct, okay, indeed, uh, yes. Yeah. That is an absolute godsend, right? Yeah. Foreigners trying to learn yeah, the language yeah, as well, yeah. that's what makes life much easier. All right, uh, again, education-related. Uh, currently, uh, the education system is under uh, reform, Yeah. under a, a foreign language project. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the name for that project? It's something project that is... Uh, going on in Vietnam to upgrade the foreign uh, languages, not only
2: English, other languages as well. It's is it? Is it a date? It is a date. Yes. Well, that's a good start. I'm going to say the 2020 project. Bingo! You got it. Yeah. 2020
1: product, project. Project. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, moving on now to the literacy rate. What? Percentage of the population is literate in Vietnam?
2: 74. Really? Yeah.
1: Statistics from UNESCO claim actually there is 97.3% of the wow. population is, is literate. Okay, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah that,
2: that's really high, right? Yeah. I think
1: obviously there's some rural areas out in the, the mountainous yeah. areas, maybe the north
2: I wonder how that compares with the Southeast Asian nations. I've have to have a look at that. Yeah, we yeah.
1: can do, yeah. All right. A um, couple of, three sort of more general ones about Vietnam, just to finish. A few fun ones. How many, so on the Vietnamese flag, there is a golden star yeah. on, a, on a red flag. Yeah. How many points are there on, on that star? <laughs> Without looking out the window. Uh, one, two, three, four...
2: Nine. Nine stars. Yeah.
1: Yeah, There are five stars. Ah, okay. So I think they represent things like... Five points. Five points. Sorry. sorry, five points. So each point represents a different part or different... So you've got this. One point is for the soldiers, one is for the farmers. Ah, right, right, right. So it makes up
2: different
1: sections of society. Mmm, interesting. Um, All right. Uh, Two quite fun ones to finish then. Uh, so, population of 96 million. Yeah. How, going to 2017 statistics, how many motorbikes are there on the roads oh. of Vietnam? I'll give you a multiple choice, all right? 35 million, 45 million, or 55 million
2: motorbikes? From what I've seen in, uh, <laughs> in, in every city I've been to, it's got to be 55, it's got to be the highest.
1: So it's around forty-five million. Oh, it's ice. forty-five. Yeah, yeah yes. okay. And so have you been on the back into, of a motorbike? Yeah, day? I
2: went on the back of our uh, our country managers by Quins. Uh, survived. Good. good. Just yeah, just closed my eyes and gritted my teeth and. Uh, good, good man. Good man. Held on.
1: So after that motorbike ride, you may be feeling a bit shaky. So you may need some kind of wine. Now there is a wine in Vietnam which the Vietnamese say is good for vitality. Oh. Could you guess what type of wine that might be? Mm.
2: I'm gonna say it's something weird, like um, like a snake wine or snake blood wine or yeah, something like that, rather than a herbal wine. Go on, a snake good, blood good wine. enough
1: that is snake wine, indeed. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. Absolutely, all right. yeah. So we'll, we'll try and find you some
2: of that before the end no, of the week. I'll be fine. I'll stick with beer. <laughs> good.
1: So you're f- fully upgraded in, uh, in yeah. the yeah uh, the facts about Vietnam. Wow. Should we move on to our uh, next
2: topic? Yes, yeah, Yeah. let's do that. Yeah, let's
1: go. So we're all fully upgraded now on on Vietnam, some of those key fears uh, about Vietnam itself uh, and the education system. Let's now turn to have a focus uh, on the topic of this podcast, creativity. And there's no better way than to hear from the teachers themselves. And we've got two very... Uh, special teachers from Hanoi talking about creativity. So Dr. Dell has two interviews, and we're going to hear from both of those teachers, and we're going to hear about their definitions of creativity, some examples of creativity from the classroom, how creative they feel they are in terms of their own teaching, but also some of the challenges when it comes to being creative in the classroom. We'll then have a follow-up uh, chat with Dr. Dell in terms of some solutions to some of those creativity challenges. So without further ado, let's head over to Hanoi and Dr. Dell.
0: I am working in Chung Vang Secondary School. Mm-hmm. At twenty-six Hang Bai Street, okay, in the right center of Hanoi. In Hanoi, yes, that's a bit near the lake, right? Yeah. Beautiful. Five-minute walk.
2: Five minutes walk. All right, I'll have to check that out. So, um, I'd like to ask you some questions about creativity. So, the first question: What is creativity?
0: Um, to me, I think creativity is something that you've done which is different from what other people do.
2: I see, okay. Um,
0: for example, based on the textbook or the curriculum that the school and the ministry education give you, mm-hmm. uh, you need to design your lesson. Uh, you need to create some activity to help different kind of students in the class ah. to work And you need to use your imaginations, Uh, you need to use your ideas to make your lesson different. Right. And I myself um, use different methods, use different ways to motivate my students in the class. Wow. So I think creativity should be something different from what other people have done.
2: Wow, you sound like you're very creative. (laughs) So, following on from that, how creative are you, do you think, from a scale of one to ten? One being, not not creativity, number ten being like Elon Musk.
0: (laughs) I think um, how creative I am, uh, I, I grade myself number seven. Wow, that's great. And I tried... Um, every, um, I, I try many thing every lesson uh-huh. because I would like to make myself uh, new, refreshed in front of my student. Excellent. And I don't want to follow the same routine. Mm-hmm. So I change my ways of teaching all the time. Okay. For example...
2: Yeah, could you give me an example of... Mm-hmm. Uh, a- of what you've done creatively in the classroom? For
0: instance, um, in my classroom same lesson but different classes even like during the same day ah, okay. I use different kinds of Teaching methods.
2: Right, right. For
0: example, in the morning to warm up my student, I would like them to stand up, sing a song. Yeah. yeah. But in the afternoon, I use another ways uh, to motivate my student. Okay. If they are so silent, so, I go to the class, say yes. hi to them in different ways. Ah. Okay. And okay. Um, every single day, I use different ways to say hello to them. Just to
2: keep them on the. Yeah. Like, keep them on their toes.
0: And you know, like in Vietnam, when teacher comes into the class, all the teacher says, um, stand up. Good morning.
2: How are you? How are you? I'm but fine, no, I you. say, hi,
0: hi right, there. Right, right. Um, how you. do you friend?
2: <laughs> That's great. Uh,
0: how's thing going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use different ways of saying, saying hello to them. Wonderful. And, um, doing the same activity, um, uh, this time I do pair work, but mm-hmm. next time I do work. work.
2: Right, right, right. Um,
0: this time I use lights, but next time I don't use lights. Okay, uh, okay. I would like to use pictures with them. Yeah,
2: yeah. For them
0: to touch the picture, to fix them on the board, for example. Um. So I use different ways. And I think new way makes me feel like different. Okay. Because you have to do the same thing every day. Sure. So you will get bored quickly. Yeah,
2: yeah you need to freshen things up, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the last question, do you have any challenges when you're trying to be creative?
0: Yes, yeah, sometimes I fail.
2: How? What do you mean <laughs> an example?
0: For example, I, I teach, I am teaching a very big classes at my school, mm-hmm. more than 50 students in the class. Right. And if I... Dare to use something new, but it is not suitable for a group of big students, uh, a big group of students. I will fail when they make a mess. Right,
2: right. They are really noisy. Yeah.
0: They run around the class and I cannot stop them. <laughs> so it's really dangerous to right. apply new method in Vietnamese but classes. It seems like
2: you are reflecting on that failure and then learning from yeah, it, right?
0: Every lesson after lesson, I write down uh, the um, bad experiences.
2: Wow, and in the class. From yeah, there. and
0: sometimes I video myself,
2: Fantastic.
0: and and I see how bad I was in the class.
2: Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much for your time. Yeah. That was lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care.
3: Okay, my name is uh, Minh Phuong, and I'm from the University of Languages and International Studies in. Hanoi, Vietnam and um, basically I teach uh, second-year students the four skills of English.
2: And do you like your job? Yes I do. Good, good, okay. So I'm gonna ask you some uh, questions based around creativity which is what we've been talking about today. So the first question is um, what is creativity in your opinion?
3: Uh, I think it's very difficult to define creativity basically it is you doing something new but um, I have a really interesting definition that I learned from a teacher that is uh, co- creativity can just be uh, copying. Like If I uh, copy uh, a, le- a teaching technique here and then I bring it back to my class where the students have never seen it have never experienced it before then copying for me will be creative for them Okay, Thank you um,
2: How creative are you Ming-Fung? Are, are you um, on a scale of 1 to 10 if number 1 is not creative and number 10 is like um, Steve Jobs or Elon Musk where are you in 1 to 10?
3: Uh, I think 8 would be a yeah, wow, eight. super
2: creative
3: uh, Maybe not all the time but I think I, I would try to push myself to be creative when I need to although sometimes that creativity may not be kind of very useful okay. like, uh, like when I try to invent some activity for my class mm-hmm. but maybe that activity won't be fun but it may not help me to reach the goal So. Okay, yeah,
2: oh, that's interesting Okay and can you give me an example of something creative you've done in inside the class or outside
3: okay um so what i really like to do is to use the rubber ducts in my teaching classes wow and the student just loves the ducts like everyone see it and they want to like just squeeze the ducts I would do some kind of uh, thing like maybe the role play to review the vocabulary. Uh For example, there will be four groups and the groups will receive uh, one or two ducks. They will have to create a dialogue based on the new vocabulary. So they may include one or two vocabulary and they will replace the vocabulary by squeezing the duck. Ah. So instead of saying the word, they will say the sentence and then they will squeeze the duck. And wow. then the other teams will have to get the wood.
2: <laughs> Sounds like a great yeah. idea. Yeah,
3: and if they guess, uh, if they get the wood correctly, then they won't get the duck from the performing team. Ah, and so they, they really love to take away the duck yeah. from the other team.
2: So the team who gets the most ducks is the winner?
3: Yes, yes. And sometimes with the young learners, I will let them keep the ducks ah. because uh, kind of like a really nice reward. It is cheap, but they love it. So they just love the ducks.
2: Fantastic. Fantastic. Wow, that is so creative! And um, in terms of challenges, do you have any challenges when it comes to being creative in the classroom?
3: Yes, uh, a lot of challenges. So um, first of all, it is time-consuming, much more time-consuming. Like I may have to spend hours on a lesson, and then uh, I will have, I may have to bring lots of props and things to the class so that I can perform the lesson and the activities. And um, maybe uh, uh, sometimes uh, I try to be creative, but as I mentioned before, it may not fit very well with the purpose of the lesson. So the student may have fun, the class may have fun, everyone feels happy, but uh, in the end what I'm really concerned is that after the lesson, uh, if they they really remember what Mm. they have learned.
2: Okay, thank you very much for your time. Yes. Frank. Okay. Really nice to meet you, thank you. Yes.
1: Great. So, great to hear from all those teachers there from, from Hanoi. Yeah. Really love the rubber ducky one. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a very creative idea. I might try try that one. I like that with the, with the young lady, she lets them keep the rubber duckies. Absolutely. Really I'm nice sure that's, sure that's cost-effective, though, for a teacher. She
2: said they're very cheap, so right. uh, it's probably uh, you know worth a fortune to, yes. to uh, In terms of the kids. So,
1: in terms of um, definition of creativity, actually, they were quite similar, right? They talked about always talked about something different or something new, new, right? Mm. Um, one of the teachers mentioned also could just be copying, taking something and using it. Yeah, because it's new, I guess it's creative. It was
2: creative, yeah. I, I mean, for me, as if you add something to it, then sure, it's creative. I think if you're just uh, taking what someone's done and copying it, I, I, I don't know. I could see, I could kind of see what she was saying. I don't think she was just saying she was just copying something and then doing it the same. It was always about adapting something or using imagination to create something new from it.
1: Yeah, so talking about imagination. Um, yeah, our, our second teacher there was talking about, um, yeah, using different teaching methods or a variety of different ways of doing something that you do usually in the classroom. So she mentioned when she comes into the class, instead of just saying, hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, and you, yeah. like different ways or more sort of authentic, natural language to teach the kids at the start, right? Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. What, what's up? What are you up to? What's been going on? Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, trying to get them sort of chatting, chatting that way. That's obviously uh, could be a,
2: a great definition of uh, creativity.
1: There, taking For something sure. normal, and yeah. adding to that, right?
2: Um, she was very creative. I thought, e- even just talking to her, you could see that she was. Uh, you know, she was just one of those kind of creative people. Even in terms of when she was discussing uh, how she developed herself and how she, um, the challenges that she had. She said she she fails. And I thought that was really honest and really nice, but she's very creative in the fact that she creates a log of her failures and then tries to get better and videos herself and all, the, all these really great skills that come from that kind of uh, mindset, I think. Brilliant, brilliant,
1: yeah. Oh, it'd be lovely to get in, get in get, in and watch some of these teachers yeah. uh, with these ideas as well, uh, absolutely. So you've been, in your sessions here in Vietnam, have been talking about um, a topic that's Offers quite a large challenge, I think, for teachers mm-hmm. on uh, on the writing side, yeah. um, which probably we don't we don't spend enough time on. Possibly in the classrooms, I, I never did personally. No, I'm me not neither. sure how you're feeling. And um, and then you were looking at particularly creative creative writing, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, likewise, uh, one of the things that I was reflecting on was the amount of time that in in classes in general in my long career teaching. Uh, that I haven't spent much time on writing at all, um, in comparison to the other skills and uh, other things that you have to get through throughout the turn. And actually, asking people, um, and and particularly with with certain aspects of creating writing, uh, how much they've they've done of this, it's very very little. I asked a group about poetry, for example, how many people use poetry in the class, and about out of maybe ninety people, I think three people put their hand up, which is ridiculously low when we consider. You know, how how much poetry gives and how influential it's been in culture and stuff. So, um, then I did a little bit of research and um, and looking at the research, and te- that teenagers actually do a lot of writing, but they don't consider it as being writing, so text message, emails, it, all that kind of stuff. Like Facebook chats. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, they actually employ a lot of writing in their daily lives, but we don't do a lot in the classroom. So, I wanted to... Uh, and explore this a bit more, and the fact that they, teenagers do, from this research, from the Pew Research Centre, they see writing as being important for their success. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, well, yeah. to,
1: just on that point about the text messaging, I saw a really nice activity recently where, um, I'm based in China, so the main communication social media there is we, WeChat, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So the teacher kind of like printed out these uh, WeChat uh, chat chat boxes as it would look on the sort of the phone okay, interface, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. As you would sort of chat, um, you can add some emojis in there as well, and and leave it blank. Maybe give them a topic to talk about or a starting uh, chat chat box, and then in, in groups uh, they respond to that, and then sort of pass pass it back, and then they reply, write uh, reply, and then pass it back. So it's oh, a, right, a, a back yeah, and yeah. forth kind of. Uh, we chatting but sort of in in written written form mm-hmm. and I thought that was quite a nice sort of creative uh, way of uh, probably trying to motivate them to write absolutely through something that really yeah. engages them right yeah, and, definitely uh, I thought that was extremely creative so your sessions were looking at things like poetry you were looking at one particular type of of poem yeah is that we, right
2: we we looked at we looked at two types of poems looked at one which is the acrostic which um I was very surprised that I... Had, I I've I n- I never heard of it. I yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not educated, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was uh, really surprised about how many people didn't actually know what an acrostic was. And when I was developing the session, I was thinking, um, you know, is this going to be like, you know, some, you know teaching your grandma to suck eggs, you know, something they already know. Um, and I was delighted when you didn't know, so I was, that kind of made me feel a lot more comfortable. But an acrostic, basically, is a poem where you... Uh, have a have a topic, uh, uh, say if it's a fruit, for example, for for a primary class, and then the children have to make a poem using, excuse me, using the word fruit um, as the first letter of each sentence. So fruit would be uh, the first uh, the first word could be fresh, for example. Fruit starts with F, and the first line starts with F. Fresh, ripe, obviously is uh, the second second letter is R, and so on and so on i uh sorry you would be maybe something like unique uh, interesting and then finishing with T, which would be tasty um so something uh, along along the lines of uh, of this of a topic that you're teaching now i had a few people asking me that that's great but they te- they they were coming to the class uh, coming to the session about creative writing when they were asking then about ielts and fundamentally ielts is obviously not a creative writing um process it's a factual you know, they have to, uh, you know, describe a graph, or you know, you or do a for and against essay. I mean, they can't, they can't lie in that. They can't make it up. Um, so I was trying to think of using these acrostics actually as some way to generate their creative uh, juices around the topics that you commonly see in an IELTS uh, exam. You know, it could be the environment, could be. Um, transport, any, any of those to- uh, topics that you have in an IELTS exam and using sort of creative writing to generate vocabulary and ideas around that through an acost- acrostic would be something that you could do.
1: Yeah, creative creative ways to make something like IELTS, which is often seen as quite dry to teach, yeah, right? little yeah. things that you could add to it.
2: Just as like a warmer or, you know, the start of the lesson, just to get them thinking, get their, get the, yeah. like say, creative juices going.
1: But even in the IELTS writing, they have to um, write or describe charts or bar charts or diagrams sometimes. Mm-hmm. So maybe just bringing or making up the, the data, the bar chart, of something, the data is something that of interest to the kids, right? A number of um, watches on YouTube of their yeah. favorite singers or something, just to help sort of get those Absolutely. creative juices going, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, um, so actually, that's an interesting point. Actually, we and we've discussed this between ourselves a few times. The creativity when we talk about creativity in teaching, teachers will automatically think about what the teacher can do to be creative, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess we also need to think about how we can create that space in the classroom for the students to be creative as well. Yeah, definitely, yeah. it's a
2: two-way, uh, a two-way thing. I think one of the uh, one of the things when we look, when we're asking teachers, it was, it was sort of always coming from how the teachers can yeah can be creative without actually creating a space for the students to uh, to then use their creative skills. Yeah. Also, sort of, it's very difficult because. As a as a as a teacher, you're one person. You know how creative you are. you you know where where your boundaries are or whatever. But when you've got a class of say twenty or even more, sometimes that the lady talked about having fifty in the class, you know there's going to be all different levels of creativity, and you can't expect the same yeah. uh, levels of creativity. You know, I was
1: thinking about that too in terms of like the large large classes, big classes, and so it's quite easy to fail when she tries to be creative. But something like differentiation as well would be. Something that was very creative coming from a teacher, right? How mm-hmm. you would differentiate activities for different um, levels of student inside your class, I well, guess.
2: That's what I like about the acrostic poems. They're really easy to differentiate because you you can you can have an acrostic poem which has got um, a single word, look like the like the fruit example,
1: or, or names. I've got one oh, never, for my name. Oh, go so I've, go I've got John, so J O H N. So it would be J would be joyful. Wow. O would be uh, open minded. H happy. N naughty.
2: Okay, right? that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's very bit, simple, right? Yeah, very simple. Mean, you can simple. look up
1: words if they and, can't
2: and anybody, find them. I mean, hopefully, any 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 sort of level could could do that kind of thing, and you could give them even even say primary one. You could give give them examples of lots of words, and they've just got to select the word that they like. So you go from primary one. Obviously, with with adults, maybe the acronym would be in the centre of a, a sentence. So instead of having it the first the the first letter of each line. It would maybe it would be the third letter of each line, and the second line would be the sixth letter. So, you, and you and you match it up, and it actually creates a nice pattern. Okay. Or you could even make it even more challenging by having it the the last letter of each sentence ah, okay. is the acrostic. So this creates a lot of uh, 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 thinking, There's a lot of thinking skills like go on. Okay. and You kind of always having to adapt it and look for new words and and uh, and look for other ways of expressing yourself. Um, so, which is really, uh, in terms of differentiation, is really easy to differentiate.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. All right, and yeah, just going back to that sort of teacher creativity and student creativity. Some of the sessions this week uh, were talking about um, also a sort of a guided step, step or process for yeah. teachers to follow in, mm-hmm. in in trying a to be creative themselves, but maybe help their create that space for for, for students. So. Maybe at the start, it's quite sort of maybe sort of quite heavy on, on teacher responsibility, uh, guiding the students through the activities, uh, setting it up for them, and then slowly creating that space after they've seen a model uh, to then be um, uh, more more creative themselves using that sort of model for, from yeah. the teacher. And you were looking at a particular model of creativity. There it was it's like a Venn diagram, right? Yeah. What, what, what was that all about?
2: I, I got this from um, from the Harvard Business Review um, by a person, I'm not sure if it's a, a man or a woman, called TM Amiable. Um, and it was looking at business and creativity within business. Now, the the three core elements are expertise, creative thinking, and motivation. So I kind of tried to adapt this into an ELT um, or EFL um, environment, a teaching environment, and looked at expertise as being language um, and also the knowledge of how to write. So say if it was a, an, an IELTS. Let's say you have to write it in a different way than you do a poem, and you need or a story you need to know about narrative tenses, for example, for a story, yes, um, and with that, the language comes with that um, such as uh, past, simple past continuous, maybe past perfect, and then the vocabulary you need to tell a story so this is kind of this comes from the student and the teacher being able to generate that from the student that expertise Okay. then we if we add that to the sort of creative thinking which comes from the students and the teachers again. Uh, the teacher has a responsibility to try and create a task that is creative, that is a ima- uses their imagination and, and gets some creativity out of them. Um, you know, whether this be a, a, you know, I mean, there's myriad ta- tasks that s- teachers could think about doing, but certainly, um, you know, getting them to create their own uh, material and own stories, uh, so giving them uh, a chance to ask each other questions, to to build up uh, language. So if you have, a say, like a picture to a story activity where you have a picture and students ask, story about, ask questions about the picture and the other students then have to answer the question rather than the teacher giving them, the student gives them the answer and it keeps going around the class until you exhaust all their answers. Nice.
1: So that's an example of maybe the teacher needing to be a little bit creative in design the task, yes, which then allows the, the students to be creative within, exactly. with inside that yeah, task. Yeah. Nice. And then that,
2: then that creates the actual, sort of going back, creates the vocabulary and, the, and some of the language that they need to, to achieve the task. From that comes a lot of motivation, because the students have created all the ideas, right? A bit more uh, call it ownership of yeah, the, of the yeah. language
1: and the ideas, right?
2: Yeah, and motivation mm. is the third element of creativity. Okay. And um, so we looking at intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Now, controlling the intrinsic motivation of students is obviously very difficult, but the extrinsic motivation you can have a little bit more control with as a teacher by looking at an audience and creating different audiences. And with a piece of writing, that's very easy to do because you have a piece of writing of a physical... Uh, physical, what, What's the word I'm looking for? A physical... Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, something concrete or physical evidence as far I'm for, that you can use time and time again. Yes. So you can stick it around the room. You can give students post-it notes. They can write their comments on it. You can then scan it in, use it on blogs, use it on you know put it anywhere school websites, everything. So it's up to the teacher really to create that motivation. And make sure it's not just student teacher all the time that relationship because students get bored of writing just for the teacher. But if they know it's going out there into the wide world, it gives them more motivation to write. Absolutely. So
1: that's one model that we can use uh, to help uh, sort of teachers sort of guide students through that process, yeah. right? With the example yeah. for, for creative creative writing there. Um, You've written a blog as well about this yeah. for students. Uh, sorry, for teachers to, to access. Where mm-hmm. can they access that? They
2: can access that on the Macmillan
1: uh, Education, Asia, yeah, Education Asia website. Yes, that's mm-hmm. MacmillanEducationAsia.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, written a blog up there called Creative Writing. It's called Creativity:
2: Something to Write Home About. Something to write home about.
1: So check that one up uh, there as well for more uh, background about uh, creativity. Uh, and a few ideas uh, up there uh, as well. What's going through my head now? It's always good to reflect on on uh, conversations like this and what questions have uh, come into mind on the back of this conversation. And I'm thinking about assessment now, like how to assess creativity. Because we always hear like foreign employee, uh, foreign companies, businesses around the world the key skill that they look for in um, their employees is, like, creativity, critical thinking. Yet it's not really
2: assessed, is it,
1: in, in sort of mainstream education or...?
2: I don't think it is, no. I mean, there's... there's there are, you, you often sort of... You do hear about tasks where... I think I saw actually, in a... a do, you, do you know the TV show Billions? Okay, yes. Yeah. Right. I was just chatting about that today, actually. All right. Sure. Well, there's a, there was a really interesting... Uh, Interview process that that some kind of analyst went through, and they gave them a, a flat pack box and they had to make a box out of it. Now, there was no way of putting the box together correctly, but so they had to use creativity or just put it down and say, This can't be done. You know, there was it's part of the interview process, it's part of the interview oh, process. Okay. so that was a way of testing someone's either creativity yeah. or thinking skills or. But, yeah, I mean, in, in EFL, I don't, I don't know, yeah, how we... It's quite tough, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And
1: maybe encourage the listeners out there as well to, to write into us. If you've yeah. got uh, um, experience of uh, assessing creativity in your classrooms, then do, do get in touch.
2: But also, I'm also thinking now, sort of going back, and, and students who do create a, a, a batch of work, if you like, of, of uh, you know, writing or other project work that they've done in class that's used creativity... I think this is a, a really useful for them to show as evidence of them being creative. If there isn't an assessment forthcoming, so they can they can show people yeah how creative they are. So Sounds like a, a, the a next big. topic for, yeah. for a podcast: <laughs> how to assess
1: creativity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the golden uh, the, the holy the holy grail <laughs> probably of, of education. Great. All right then. So Ho Chi Minh City uh, tomorrow, big mm-hmm. event, five hundred teachers.
2: Yeah, we look forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A little bit nervous for five hundred. <laughs> no, it's actually it's great. They they're so nice, the people who come and uh Yeah, yeah, it's great. You can learn a lot from them and uh and, and obviously the feedback that we've had so far has been amazing, so I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Brilliant. So we look forward to that one and uh, look forward to having you uh in the next uh edition of the podcast. Mm-hmm. A very warm right. goodbye from Vietnam. Goodbye.